Hi, I'm Jago Wynn and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought as we journey through the book of Acts and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's me. Um, We left Paul on Friday uh, as Alan spoke for us, if you were on HTC Daily on Friday, uh, and Paul was in the middle of his defence in front of King Agrippa. Uh, but as Alan said, in reality, it wasn't so much a sort of legal defence as Paul seeing an opportunity uh, to be an evangelist and speak about Jesus to Agrippa and to the others that uh, were there. In fact, as we'll see in a few days' time, when uh, we get to the end of Paul's speech, Agrippa says to Paul in verse 28, he says, do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? So Paul is very much... Uh, being an evangelist in this bit. But we haven't got to the end of the speech yet. Today we're looking at verses 9 uh, to 14 of the chapter. And a reminder that if Paul sort of did one of those, you know, what style of evangelism do you prefer tests, uh, he wouldn't just be a direct confrontational evangelist, although he was that. Uh, He wouldn't just be an intellectual apologist um, evangelist, although he was that. But he'd also be a testimonial evangelist, telling the story of how Jesus has made a difference personally to him in his life. Because for the third time in the book of Acts, we get an account of how Paul came to faith in Jesus. And so let me just read uh, today's verses that you'll see there. So it's Acts 26, starting at verse 9. It says this, um, I too was convinced, uh, says Paul, that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished. And I tried to force them to blaspheme. I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon at King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. And we all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Now, um, as I say, this is the third time uh, that Paul uh, goes on. We'll hear more of it tomorrow. But the third time that Paul speaks about his um, his testimony of how he came to faith in Jesus. But the bit that jumped out to me most in those verses is verse 11 and that word obsessed. Uh, You know, it's the only time uh, this Greek word is used in the entirety of the New Testament. And it literally means to be exceedingly mad about something, to be obsessed about something. And Paul is saying there that his obsession, his overriding passion, his ultimate desire, it used used to be persecuting and opposing Christians. So look at verse 11 there. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished and I tried to force them to blaspheme. I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. Now, I I don't know what your obsession is. I doubt your obsession is opposing and persecuting Christians. I hope not. Um, But all of us, we will have other obsessions and, you know, addictions, you might call them. Uh, this is confession time for me. It's a little embarrassing. Uh, but since the f- <coughs> since the start of the first lockdown, I have had an obsession. It's not like Jamie Lawn Bowles, uh, as he was saying earlier, um, but it is an obsession with a stick cricket app uh, that Boaz, our 13 year old son, had on his phone. And I got obsessed by it. Uh, you start in division sort of 20 or something like that, and you work your way up and down the divisions as you play uh, matches against other teams with stick cricket on, on your phone. 
to begin with uh, sort of back in March April time I played every so often uh, but then in the, in the you know in the last few months when I had a break from work at lunchtime I'd play a quick 10 minutes there then at bedtime just before going to bed I'd play another 10 minutes there and I was you know slowly working up the divisions over the last few months playing a little bit more started happening that when I was putting the having giving the little children their bath time I'd, uh, I'd quickly have another game while I was giving them their bath time uh, you know when I sat on the loo uh, Susanna and the children started to notice you know he's playing stick cricket again the obsession was seeping out and other people were noticing it but I was slowly getting up into the higher and higher divisions I once got into the top division then I went down to the third so it went on and then more recently, the last few weeks in lockdown too, I might even just sort of stop mid-morning and uh, a 10-minute 10 10 game, you know, 11 a.m. or something. A couple of games before bed. I was spending more time on it, sometimes even more time than praying. Susanna was beginning to rightly get cross with me for my obsession. And then last week I said to the family, I said, look, I've got a plan. I have a strategy for how I can win the top division. I've thought it all through um, and I've, I, I'd worked it all out so I could buy some of the best players for one season with pretend money um, and, and try and be champion of the first division and you can even see Jamie's going to show you next slide uh, my team uh, there are my team the cricketing buffs amongst you will see a strong team Coley opening the batting Mitchell Starks in there Shane Warne Joss Butler and Boaz Wynn as well and I, I was I was almost there then last Friday I actually took a whole hour off from work one in, in the morning and played five games in a row and I did it and I became champion of division one stick cricket now that was my obsession okay that was my obsession and my question is what's yours so the point is, whatever it is, um, from the uh, obviously sort of bad obsessions like persecuting Christians to the seemingly neutral obsessions like stick cricket, we will all have them. Jamie's with Lawn Bowls. You know, what is your obsession? Uh, obsessed by work, obsessed by our health, obsessed by our romantic love, the romantic love of our life, obsessed by our children, obsessed by being comfortable and well off, obsessed by, by your football team, your rugby team, whatever it might be. I was on a Zoom call uh, with lots of senior pastors of biggish churches uh, last week and there was a recognition amongst many of them that actually during lockdown and during online church there's been an underlying obsession for many of us about numbers, you know, obsessed with the numbers of YouTube viewers of our services, obsessed with the number of Instagram likes on our accounts, a greater obsession with being liked, with being popular and successful rather than an obsession, a right obsession for God to be at work by his spirit bringing people to faith in Jesus. And that was how Paul changed his obsession from persecuting Christians to being obsessed, obsessed about God, to be at work by his spirit, bringing people to faith in Jesus. And so very simply this morning, I want to encourage all of us, whatever our obsession is, we need to squash that obsession. We need to fall in repentance before Jesus, just as Paul fell before Jesus on the road to Damascus. We need to say, Lord, forgive me, Lord, transform me where you haven't been my number one obsession, where I haven't been most obsessed with you and people coming to know you. Lord Jesus, you should be my only top right obsession. So on Friday, I got rid of it. I ceremoniously deleted the Stick Cricket app off my phone. Uh, and I'm asking you this morning, is there something you need to do today about your obsession? Let me pray uh, before handing back to Jamie. Lord Jesus, you are the one who should be the one true obsession for each one of us. Uh, you are the only one that uh, satisfies, the only one that forgives. Lord Jesus, you are our number one obsession. And we say sorry where we've let other things, whatever they may be, take top spot rather than you. 
And this day, Lord Jesus, we ask that you would help us act if there's any particular way uh, we need to deal with some obsession of ours. And we acknowledge you again as our Lord, as our Saviour, as the one who is and should be number one. Lord Jesus, thank you that you do forgive and you do fulfil. And we look to you as our obsession. And we pray that you would increase in our hearts a real passion uh, for you and people coming to know you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jago. Today we continue to pray on those lines. We also, on this first HTC Daily of Advent, prayed Maranatha, or Come Lord Jesus. We, we prayed that for ourselves, for people we know personally, individually. Uh, we prayed for the church and for the world. And also with the Archbishop's Month of Prayer, today we also prayed for schools and colleges, for children and young people.